the storm clouds enveloped them, plunging the family into near-pitch darkness. Rain was beating down on the van as the windshield wipers struggled to keep up with their mission. Chuck drove blindly, hoping he was still on the road. Soon the water was inching above the car's headlights. Alicia shouted, everyone pray, God, please save us. Welcome to the Dog Winks podcast with stories from Squire Rushnell, featuring Rescued by Ruby, the Netflix original motion picture. This limited series podcast is brought to you by Godwink Brands. Visit dogwinks.com for more information. Now, here's the Godwink guy, Squire Rushnell. They were getting scared. From the porch of their New Jersey home, Chuck, Alicia, and their three children watched as the angry Atlantic Ocean, the distance of a couple of football fields away, pounded the shoreline and dunes. Hurricane Sandy's winds were becoming fiercer by the minute. Shouldn't we go? said Alicia with mounting worry in her voice. Yeah, everything's in the car, said Chuck. Johnny's equipment and all the arrangements? Yeah, we're all set. Johnny, a four-year-old special needs child, required a feeding tube powered by special equipment. I also put out plenty of water and food for Reckless, Chuck continued. Can we take Reckless? asked Emily, the middle child. I'm sick about it, said Alicia sadly, but every shelter told us no pets allowed. Emily quietly began to cry as her older sister, nine-year-old Isabella, comforted her. It'll be okay, honey, Alicia said as reassuringly as she could. He'll be good. He's strong, Chuck agreed, adding with a sense of urgency. Come on, guys. One last goodbye to Reckless as they all scrambled up the stairs to the second floor of their two-story home. Reckless, surrounded by a spaghetti pot filled with water and three bowls of dog food, is suddenly confused as the family swarms around him, petting him, saying, Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Chuck patted Reckless on the head, giving a slight tug to the collar with his name on it, just to be certain that it was securely attached. We'll be back tomorrow to get you, Reckless. At least that was the plan. The kids each hugged the muscular American pit bull mix. Alicia stroked his dark tan fur, running her fingers over the white markings above his eyes and the tiny scar which Reckless had since he was a pup. Reckless liked all the attention, but wonders, are we going somewhere? The calm before the storm was over. A police car rushed by on the beach road, loudspeakers blaring, Get out! Get out now! The dunes have broken! Alicia shouted, Come on, let's go! The kids were sobbing as they yelled, Bye, Reckless! over their shoulders as they were being hustled down the stairs and out to the van. Chuck was conflicted for a moment. Should he leave the bedroom door closed or open, letting Reckless have run of the house? He compromised, leaving it open just a crack. 
Reckless runs to the window, putting his paws on the sill, looking out, seeing the storm lash the shore as the family van drives away. He barks several times, but nobody hears him. As Chuck pulled the minivan from the driveway, he realized they were in trouble. A foot or more of water was already covering the road. The street lights were not working. The storm clouds enveloped them, plunging the family into near-pitch darkness. Rain was beating down on the van as the windshield wipers struggled to keep up with their mission. Chuck drove blindly, hoping he was still on the road. Soon the water was inching above the car's headlights. Alicia shouted, Everyone pray! God, please save us. They went through another several minutes of pure terror, totally in God's hands. As they approached the higher ground and the van finally began to get more traction on the street, and the kids became more and more worried about leaving Reckless behind. If I have to swim home tomorrow, I'll go back to check on Reckless, okay? Chuck promised as he leaned over the steering wheel, trying to make out where they were so they could get to the shelter. An animal has basic fight-or-flight instincts. The moment they perceive they are under attack, their nervous system triggers a rush of adrenaline to prepare them for fighting or fleeing. Reckless can see and smell a difference in the air as the hurricane barrels into New Jersey. He instinctively determines that fleeing is the best option. He runs to the door. It opens just a little. He pulls it open, then dashes downstairs, running from the front room to the kitchen. There's no way out, no way to flee. The rain is now beating on the house with fierce winds. He runs back and forth, looking for a way to get out. Suddenly he's standing in the water. The water is coming into the house, covering the entire first floor. Reckless swims to the stairs and climbs back up to the second floor, drinking some water in the container and eating a little food and then curling up under the bed as protection from the winds and the rain battering the windows and the roof. Arriving at the school shelter, Chuck and Alicia get out of the van, covering the children as best they can, quickly carrying the youngest inside, but it was impossible not to get drenched. Looking bedraggled, Chuck went back to the van to bring in the bag that Alicia had packed with the essentials. He thought about bringing in Johnny's feeding tube mechanism, but that was just too complicated at the moment. He decided to first get to safety and let the hurricane settle down. After a sleepless and uncomfortable night in the shelter, at daybreak, Chuck ventured outside to take a look. There was just moderate rain and the winds had subsided but the wreckage from the storm was everywhere. Thank goodness the van was still intact. He carried the machine and the equipment for Johnny's feeding tube into the shelter. By afternoon, they were told 
that shoreline waters had receded sufficiently for them to attempt to return home to survey the damage. The kids were excited. They could check on Reckless. Looking from the upstairs window, Reckless can hear the van before he can see it. Then it appears, carefully making its way around debris in the road. He becomes more and more excited as the van turns into the drive. His tail begins to wag rapidly. Soon he is dashing down the stairs to greet the family coming through the door. Reckless! shouted a chorus of happy voices as the dog danced around, greeting each member of the family. There was little doubt. They were all so grateful that Reckless had made it through Hurricane Sandy. But their house didn't fare as well. Chuck and Alicia were shocked. The entire first floor was covered in soggy mud. Not a single piece of furniture was upright, nor did it look like anything could be salvaged. I'm heartsick, said Alicia, looking around. We can't stay here, Chuck. This place is uninhabitable. With a confused and worried look on his face, Chuck looked around and sighed. Nobody could live here, hon. This place is going to have major mold problems. Everything is going to have to be stripped and thrown away. What do we do? Asks Alicia plaintively. Chuck thought a moment, then shrugged. We have to go back to the shelter, I guess. Hopefully FEMA will show up with housing alternatives. When an area is officially declared a disaster, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, FEMA, provides assistance for victims. Let me see if there's anything salvageable, said Alicia. Why don't you and the kids take Reckless outside? Keeping the kids distracted from the destruction, which was in evidence everywhere, Chuck made a game out of picking up debris in their fenced-in backyard. Reckless joined in on the fun. Dancing happily around the kids, Reckless is thrilled to get out of that house that shook through the night. A dog's first order of business, built in, is to take care of nature. Having completed that task, he can't wait to engage in one of a dog's favorite activities, fetching sticks tossed by the kids. Isabella tosses a stick across the yard to a place right by the wire fence. Reckless runs so fast he bumps into the fence, which, weakened by the storm, separates from the post. A dog's curiosity also built in. An escape route is presenting itself. Who could resist? He glances back. The kids are now playing tag with their dad. Reckless presses into the opening and immediately comes to a halt. His head is stuck. His collar is caught on the wire fence. He pushes, pushes harder. Snap. The collar breaks. The fence separates. And he finds himself on the other side. Reckless looks through the fence. The kids are now chasing each other as Chuck picks up things in the yard. Before he even realizes it, 
reckless is responding to an internal call for adventure, to run away, to see where the trail away from home takes you. Let's go, Chuck, said Alicia, who came out of the house into the yard. I am sick to my stomach. Nothing can be saved. Nothing. She was biting her lip to prevent showing tears in front of the children. Okay, kids, let's get in the van, said Chuck dejectedly, looking around for their dog. Where's Reckless? Did he go back in the house? He asks his wife. No, the door's closed, she said, looking around. Oh, no. Chuck saw the loose fence. Reckless's collar is stuck to it. He gazed around, looking for their pet, but he wasn't anywhere to be seen. Reckless escaped. The fence must have been damaged by the storm. Reckless! Reckless! Chuck and Alicia call from the open windows of the van as they slowly drive up one street and down another all through their neighborhood. The children cried and worried about their dog all the way to the shelter in their prayers as they went to bed that night and for weeks thereafter at their temporary hotel. They always asked for God to bring reckless back. Making things worse for the family, the company that Chuck worked for was wiped out by Hurricane Sandy. He therefore needed to spend a good part of each day looking for work. But he also devoted a portion of time to searching for Reckless, keeping his promise to the children that he would never give up. He developed a route from shelter to shelter, checking in with different agencies and rescues, always hoping to discover that Reckless had been picked up and checked in. But as the months wore on, finding a job was far more challenging than Chuck could have imagined. Yet at the end of each day, returning to their temporary quarters, he knew the kids would not be asking about his success in finding work. Instead, they would ask, Daddy, did you find Reckless? Reaching the first anniversary after Hurricane Sandy, Chuck and Alicia still couldn't return to their home. Chuck was able to find occasional construction jobs, but still didn't have steady income. And the children's sense of loss about their missing dog was just now starting to fade into memory. Isabella's tenth birthday was coming up. Alicia had an idea, but wasn't sure how Chuck would feel about it. To adopt another dog, to finally fill the hole in the hearts of the children, left by Reckless. Chuck liked the idea, but they both wanted it to be a surprise. So after the kids went to school, they visited an animal rescue agency. What they were told disappointed them. They couldn't qualify as an adoptive family because their youngest boy was still under five years old. Chuck reassured his wife that he was sure they could find a way to succeed with their mission of joy for Isabella and the kids. He made a few calls, then excitedly told Alicia, Good news! 
The Monmouth SPCA doesn't have an age minimum for children. Let's go there. Chuck and Alicia walked into the SPCA. They liked it immediately. The dogs were not in cages. Instead, along both sides of the walls were glassed-in spaces about the dimensions of a typical shower stall, each housing a different dog. As Chuck came to the first window, he was amused. Hey, this guy looks just like Reckless, just a little heavier. Alicia was looking at another resident on the opposite wall. She turned to see what Chuck was talking about. Doesn't he look like Reckless, he laughed. Alicia gazed at the dog for a moment, then shouted, That is Reckless! No, said Chuck in disbelief. Yes, it is. Look at that scar on his head. Chuck looked, and his eyes widened. Can we see this dog, please? He said excitedly to the SPCA volunteer. Moments later, Reckless was wagging his tail and jumping up and down. The volunteer couldn't figure it out. She watched as the dog on her leash was dancing in circles. Reckless couldn't believe it. He wanted to say, hey, guys, where have you been? He's been waiting and waiting every day for more than a year, and the day of his dreams has finally arrived. On the way back to their hotel, Chuck and Alicia planned it all out. She'd go into the room, get the kids arranged on the sofa, tell Isabella that her birthday present was about to be delivered, but the littler kids needed to promise to help her take care of her present. They all agreed. Alicia cracked open the front door and said, You can bring in the present now. Chuck and Reckless came through the door. The children squealed. Wow! Reckless has never been more excited in his life. Here are his kids. Oh, how he has missed them. He dances again and again. This was the best moment the whole family had experienced in more than a year. It was a hurricane-sized godwink dogwink. <laughs> <laughs>